This is a Meteorite production. I wish my cat was with me, though. But yeah. she'd be purring up the microphone. So That's not all, all these people at home would just be like, a <sighs> the entire episode. <laughs> That's pretty good. At some point, she would bite me, so. Even better. Well, hello, and welcome to The Morning Pixels, the 8-bit-sized podcast for anything and everything nerd. My name is Trey Taylor-Smith, and this is my co-host, William. Hey, guys. Uh, so what's today's topic, William? Oh, am I doing it this week? Yes. Yeah. Um, my topic is when should a story end? So Elaborate. What I mean, <laughs> yeah. What I mean like by that is there, there's, there's very different types of games. There are some games that you play, it's just one game, it's 20 to 60 hours long, and it's the story, and you play it, and it's done. And then there's games like Mass Effect, and Uncharted, and and these big, long, and Tomb Raider, for example, that just go on and on and on. Not necessarily it's a bad thing, but, I mean, Tomb Raider has, what, like, 22 games now like, i'm not been, following been, the tomb raider oh, games so that's fair there have been a lot and it's oh it's always been like a continuous kind of story and same thing with like uncharted and mass effect not saying it's a bad thing but what i mean is like take like mass effect for example one two and three were amazing they were super awesome they they helped not define the sci-fi genre but they definitely changed things to help change how stories are written and how they could be happy and sad and character development. And then Andromeda came out. Yeah. And the whole franchise just kind of melted down for a while. And then with The Last of Us, Last of Us 1, great game. It was a good game. It won a lot of, I think it won a lot of awards. Yeah, it won a, lot a people, gajillion awards. A lot of people praise it as being the best video game ever written. And then The Last of Us 2 came out. And depending on who you ask, it has a very different quality. Where a lot of people are like, why did they even make this? This is terrible. They completely changed her morals. They did this stupid story. And other people are like, this is amazing. This is This is crazy and awesome. And then you have games like Nier Automata that have a crazy, amazing story, but then that's it. It's one game. It's not just one game, but like typically I've, I feel like people only play Nier Automata mm. and it's done. And then there's, there's, I've played, I'm trying to think of other games that I've played that it's just one story and it's done. Yeah. Just but, like, it's like, it's contained. Right. It's contained. And so my question is like, when, like, how do you feel? And obviously it can change very various off the game, but like as, at some point, if a story just keeps on going and going and going, it's going to get less good. And in my opinion, it's going to start deframing, defaming the franchise because it went on for so long. It's connected and connected, and connected for the sake of having money and producing content that it now has a terrible story, such as like the like Halo, the Halo games, for example. One, two, three, amazing. Four, okay. Five, terrible. Infinite, I heard terrible things about, but never played it. 
And so yeah. they kept it going on and on for the sake of Master Chief and big man with muscles shoot alien, punch alien in face in America. But then you got to five and people were like, what even is this? And then the show came out and people were even more so like, what is this? And I feel like it was just for the sake of keeping the character alive. But then the story, like after three, the story was just kind of done from what I remember. It's been a while. And four was just like a revitalization of it that just didn't do great. And people were just doing it for the money and for master chief. Yeah. I think that the, the, the big thing here that we've got to look at is, I mean, I'm a story guy. That's like what I study. That's what I do. Um, and I think that if there is more story to tell, there is more space for more game but it all depends on the writers, I guess. And it, I don't know. There's yeah. a lot that goes into should the story be contained? Should it be done? I think that The Last of Us 1 is a great self-contained story. But I do see why the developers at Naughty Dog were like, there's space for a second story. Because looking at Ellie and her relationship with Joel rather than Joel's relationship to Ellie. So that, that contrast and then how that affected Ellie as she grew up without knowing and then with knowing what Joel did Joel did um so i think that there was definitely space for that story i think what made people mad was the fact that you know half the game you don't play as ellie you play as abby instead who's about like the, that um where you play as like kind of the antagonist of the first part of the game and you humanize all these characters you've been killing but that was the point right like that was the point of the story was that you know even good people do bad things um but like should you should you you know revenge is is what it takes to get revenge worth it is like are you just perpetuating a a circ like a circular revenge cycle um and so i think that those games have good reasons to continue and i think that uncharted had more story to tell but uncharted, right. yeah there there are a lot of spaces to continue stories but there are are also times when you do need to put something to rest. And I think that um, uh, the the company that did it the best um, uh, is definitely Sucker Punch. Um, because uh, they got popular off of the Infamous franchise. We're not really just the Infamous franchise. They also did the Sly Cooper franchise. But um, those two really put them on the map. Um, and they put out Infamous Second Son as a, basically a PS4 launch title. Um, it wasn't quite a launch title, but it was real early in the PS4's development. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and they put that out, and it just was mediocre. It got mediocre reviews. the The story was it good. Was yeah, it was. It was a good. It was a good game. It was a solid it was game. It was really fun. The, the The gameplay was fun, but we're talking about the story here. Yeah, um, and I and definitely the, see what you mean. Um, I feel sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like yeah, and then then Sucker Punch after they released Second Son, pivoted. And now they basically dropped the IP. If you look on their website and you go to Frequently Asked Questions or something like that, there's a section on it where it's like, are you ever going to do another Infamous game? And they're like, nope, we basically dropped the IP and pivoted to other directions. And they released Ghost of Tsushima and almost won Game of the Year with it after like years of no game yeah. um, and or any big releases. Um, and so I think that they picked up yeah i think our story here is done like even infamous second son has nothing to do with the main characters from infamous one and two that story was done that was a self-contained story in one and two that finished 
and then they moved on. And so I think it was just once they realized that it wasn't the fact that in the infamous world uh, existed, but it was the fact that Cole McGrath, the protagonist of the infamous games, existed, and that was the interesting pull was him. And so once you removed him from the game, the story was very lackluster in comparison. Right. So one, um, but, one yeah. really big one really big one for me, and I don't know how a lot of other people feel about it. And I didn't play this the newest one that came out, but it's Ratchet and Clank. Growing oh, up, yeah. growing up, Ratchet and Clank was my jam. I played it with my dad. That was that a lot of my not a lot of my childhood memories, but like it, it was a very big piece of my childhood for me. Was playing Ratchet and Clank with my dad, and one, two, three, amazing four, which is Deadlocked or Gladiator or whatever version came out because like they released six different versions of that game were great and really fun. The stories weren't anything super spectacular, but they were interesting and they were fun and they were funny and I enjoyed them. And then they released it on the PS4 as a reboot series. And here's my problem with it. If you look at the back of the game, it says the game based off of the movie based off of the game. Which is dumb. They did a Ratchet and Clank movie. I forgot about that. And it... it Playing the game, so if you watch the movie and then play the game, the game is straight up just the movie. Like they cut, they took, they cut and pasted scenes from the movie into the game. Like it, it, it was, it was fun. The story was like a kid friendlier version of the first one, but for me, it really took out a lot of the the funniness and and the childhood memories that were in the first game, because the first game was I was probably a little young to be playing it. It was more of a young adult game because it had some like innuendos and stuff like that, mm-hmm. such as um, Skid McMarks. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the guy that, that hid? He hid in the thing. Um, incognito, Slim Cognito, that's his name, which is a joke about Slim Shady. Um, and so it had some like niche things like that. It was really fun and funny. And the story was great. And then the new one came out and it was kind of like, bad retelling of the first one yeah and it's like it wasn't just a bad retelling of the first one it was a bad retelling of a of a bad movie too yeah the bad movie was not great and so it was just it was for me it 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 very much like i feel like as much as i wanted a new ratchet and clank game i feel like that stories and that series should have been put to rest because we, we had been past it like, yes, it had been some time, but if you're not going to, I don't know, like, like re, re-imaging a franchise is never a bad thing, but it just needs to be done kind of right, and the story needs to be written well and not based off of a movie that's based off of a game that came yeah. out 20 years ago. Yeah, I think that a good example of reimagining something or re-imaging it, too, would be the Final Fantasy VII remake, because um, that, that game... That was awesome. That game and it and its story is great and it is self-contained, but the developers like were talking about it and they they say it in interviews too, where they were like, we just didn't get to tell our story the way that we wanted to tell our story. And so now we have that opportunity to retell our story exactly as we imagined it when we first made the game. Um, yeah. Because I don't know what you know about the development process of Final Fantasy VII, but it was a shit show. Um, it was well, it, I'm sure 
it was just because of the equipment, because of the way the equipment crashed all the time, because of the way the game was built. Like, in honestly, the the game originally is very buggy and difficult, and it's because the PlayStation One used a certain like like the the way the discs were read in the PlayStation One was different because you could open the top and replace the disc, and all this kind of stuff could happen. But that added a bunch of layers to it that was sort of breaking and janky and and not good for the game. And so now that they've like gaming has advanced so far, they got back together and the I believe lead artist, um, who's also the director of Kingdom Hearts, by the way. Um really didn't know that. Yeah, the lead artist of uh Final Fantasy Seven, maybe not the lead artist, but one of the head artists on Final Fantasy Seven was the director of Kingdom Hearts, which is why Cloud and a lot of Final Fantasy Seven characters uh-huh reappear uh, in kingdom hearts sense. a lot of them were final fantasy 7 weren't they yeah um and uh it's because he owned like he didn't own but like he headed those characters and they were his so right. he was allowed to do with what he wanted but anyway so they, they got the chance to to remake the the game and they're like we're gonna do it we're gonna do it right this time and they've been doing it and it's oh my god it's killer i need to get crisis core which is the um sort of prequel game to the remake yeah um but i haven't played that one yet but i'm dying to but i've just recently played the the yuffie storyline on the remake and it's phenomenal and it's new content and it's stories that they wanted to tell but they didn't get the opportunity to and i think that there's a difference in that versus having a story and having told the story and then grasping for more straws you know it's definitely Um, a line where it's in I'm not a writer. I'm not a game developer. So obviously, I, it's I'm not like just throwing them down and beating them, and kicking them in the mouth because I'm like you're bad. Because I don't know how. I know that it's difficult. I know that it's hard. But there's definitely a line of quality over quantity kind of thing. Whereas mm-hmm. with Final Fantasy VII remake, they like I said, like they had a clear vision in mind. They this is what they wanted to do. This is what they did, and blah blah blah. Whereas I feel like with Ratchet and Clank and with Mass Effect Andromeda, they were like, "This can go on. We can make it go on for the sake of making it go on." And maybe someone was like, "I really enjoyed this as a kid or as a young adult. I'm gonna I'm gonna redo it, make it make more, and and just kind of did it for the sake of doing it." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that yeah, what we're saying the same thing. It's like if if you um, it, it comes down to, did you have more to tell or were you done and now you want more, you know, like, are you doing it because you had more story to tell? Have you, and that's been prepped and that's like part of your plan or are you doing it because it made a lot of money and people really liked the game franchise. And so I'm putting that name on something else and then hopefully we'll make more money off of it. And that key difference, um, is what's going to change it and and it, and i hate to say that that is kind of what happens but sometimes yeah, that's but, what happens we're not trying we're not trying to discredit anyone or anything mm-hmm. because like i just make that clear that we're not trying to do that we're not trying yeah to, like, and well, i mean we think about a, a critique conversation yeah. because we know i mean he's a game developer trying to be and he's going through all these classes so he i know that you know how difficult all of this is yeah it's just it's i i feel I mean, Bioware was not doing well <laughs> at all um, for a while. And then they released Andromeda and like it sold, but like it wasn't good. And so I don't know. And then the newest Mass Effect game, I think they had one more after that. 
Um, no, they didn't. They didn't have one after Andromeda, but they did release a massive update to Andromeda that kind of made it better. Yeah, and so there's yeah, just like Bioware and, and Deadlines have been enemies for years since early Dragon Age stuff. So yeah, um, but yeah, so uh, it's not. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess what I'm saying is it comes down to to the amount of story you've got left, or like what you because i love story and i and i love to be like oh well anything could have more story but that i think i me and a bunch of my storytelling friends would agree that like sometimes the story is just what it is it's just contained yeah. and then trying to put more where there's not space so like imagine story is a jar if you put enough story in the jar and you fill it up to the top, like trying to shove more story in that jar is just going to make the old story overflow and the new story is going to yeah. look gross and and stuff like that. And so it's just it's not it's not viable. And I think that a lot of gaming companies earlier, not now, I think people are moving towards more original and new IPs or more with more stories to tell. Um, but for a while, it was very much like how many big IPs can we shove a new game into? Um, and so I'm glad that, that we're moving away from that. Yeah, absolutely. But that, that's kind of, yeah. So th- thanks. Thanks guys. You, thanks, you guys. Thank you for being, for, <laughs> for listening. Thanks for sitting. Thanks, thanks for, for sitting. sitting. Thanks for sitting there, sitting directly wherever you are. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I catch you guys in the next one. Morning Pixels is a Meteorlight production produced and edited by me, Trey Taylor Smith. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget, to begin your adventure, all you have to do is press play.